One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm David Ross, and welcome to episode three of The Sun's new podcast, Israel's War on Terror. Well, in the wake of Hamas's October 7th massacre on southern Israel and the murders of 1,400 Israelis, Israel has vowed to completely destroy the terror group. The first phase of the IDF's operation to do that has been from the air, with an aerial bombardment of terror infrastructure in Gaza. In the last few days, there have been targeted raids using tanks ahead of an expected full ground invasion. Earlier, I spoke with Dr. Matthew Levitt, director of the Reinhardt Program on Counterterrorism and Intelligence at the Washington Institute. He explained that the biggest challenge could be Hamas's so-called Gaza Metro, an underground 311-mile maze of tunnels. The single most significant thing that it's going to face is Hamas's network of tunnels. Uh, Israeli officials sometimes refer to this as the Gaza Metro, but it's not a metro like civilians are using it. It is a series of intricate tunnels, not small tunnels. You can even go online and see videos of uh, militants driving motorcycles through them uh, with multiple turnoffs in different places that are intended to be able to move people and weaponry, store weaponry outside of the um, view of Israeli overhead surveillance. And to be able, once if uh, Hamas were to do something as it did to try and draw Israel into the Gaza Strip, which is definitely what its strategy was about, it would be able to set up multiple uh, sophisticated ambushes of IDF soldiers in an effort to inflict additional losses and to then grab as many bodies of uh, killed soldiers, wounded soldiers, to have more individuals and, and corpses to negotiate over. How much of a tactical advantage does this give Hamas in what is often described as asymmetric warfare? So this is an advantage to Hamas militants uh, when you're working in a uh, tight urban area uh, and you are in a defensive position as people are coming in to to liberate that territory. Uh, but it's not something that is uh, can't be overcome. It's something that means that these will incur losses. It helps explain uh, a lot of the uh, aerial bombardment that you've seen over the past two weeks. The Israelis are trying to take out as much munitions, certain types of munitions, but also key parts of the tunnel as possible. Uh, they've reportedly been interrogating uh, some of the Hamas operatives who crossed into Israel who were captured, not killed, and reportedly have collected some more information on the tunnels. And I think that the time it takes to to deal with that in advance is one reason why you're seeing a delay in the ground campaign. And the other is because 
There's a tremendous amount of diplomatic maneuvering going on over the fate of the uh, over 200 hostages who remain in captivity. The hostages are the second most complicated thing for the Israeli military. Uh, to the extent possible, of course, you don't want to kill your own or kill citizens of other countries. But that is very, very difficult. And uh, Israel feels that it's in a, a basically existential conflict right now to protect its citizenry much, much more than 200 people. Uh, but to the extent you can, you want to try and uh, avoid uh, those casualties. Just how much pressure will there be on the Israeli military from other countries with consideration to their hostages? So far, uh, I have not seen publicly any country that has hostages putting uh, significant restraint on what Israel needs to do, in part because, unfortunately for Israel, it has more experience in these types of situations and uh, success rate in securing the release of hostages than just about anybody else. So they will clearly do whatever can be done diplomatically, and they seem quite obviously to be willing to delay the ground campaign to do that. Th that campaign will not be delayed indefinitely. Anybody who doesn't understand that after this type of an invasion, this type of, of butchery and pogroms, that the Israelis are going to need to, uh, uh, from governance in Gaza, doesn't understand the level of trauma, national trauma here. The fact that these communities on the Israeli side were all on the left of the political spectrum, secular. These were the most pro-peace of Israeli society, and these were the ones uh, who, who were killed so brutally. So on this, there's really no there's no disagreement within Israeli society as much as people really do want this to happen in a way that minimizes casualties on both sides. And so it's telling that Hamas is preventing people from evacuating uh, the north. Just how vast is this tunnel network? How does Israel destroy it? And also, how have Hamas been able to build it? This is believed to be very, very extensive. There are all kinds of estimates as to how many, many miles long. Nobody really knows. But it is absolutely clear that it crisscrosses the urban areas of uh, the Gaza Strip. Are they connected to an urban area to an urban area? Maybe a few, but I think doubtful. But they are very extensive and, and have multiple branches in urban areas. So if you shut down one branch, you might not shut down all of it. Um, these are expensive to build. I have been in several Hamas tunnels, not the ones internal to Gaza, but ones that were built east uh, into Israel for the purpose of carrying out attacks. I've been to, I think, five, at least five or six of them. And whereas the early ones were built with uh, wood paneling and they were quite short and a flat roof that would typically cave in because that's not particularly good physics, uh, in time, they built tunnels that had uh, prefabricated um, cement uh, walls and cement uh, domed ceilings uh, where you barely had to bend over to go in with electricity and phone lines and tracks to be able to put a cart on so that you could fill that cart with dirt, connect it to a uh, steel cable that is on a uh, an electric pulley system and you wouldn't even have to break a sweat taking that stuff out very sophisticated, very deep. These Those tunnels were estimated costing between 2 and $3 million each. These are much, much longer tunnel systems. It gives you a little bit of the sense of the fraud that Hamas was perpetrating on its own people, taking money from taxes, extorting the population, taking cuts from international humanitarian aid, from salaries that Qatar was paying, etc. 
using money that was supposed to go to the needs of these civilians and instead uh, investing and prioritizing uh, the uh, the building of, of military infrastructure. These are not impossible to deal with. The Israelis have been trying to collect intelligence about this for some time. Despite the intelligence failure in terms of the, the raid, which is significant, it's a different type of intelligence collection, different types of sources and methods that might go into trying to understand the tunnel system. And um, I think it's fair to assume they probably have some good information. They don't know everything. But I think that this is, explains in part when you see really disturbing pictures of you know, a, a road that's been bombed out between two apartment buildings. Uh, and why would they hit a road? There's People will say there's no offices there. It's kind of hard to know if there are offices there or not. But typically, the issue is what's beneath the road that they're trying to target. And if they can block off enough of the tunnel system, they can make it more difficult for Hamas to take advantage of them. And this is one of the reasons why Israel has been so reticent to allow certain kinds of aid into Gaza since their response to a massive terror attack began. That's true. Um, you know, a, a tremendous amount of material that goes into Gaza typically comes from and through Israel, uh, more than what comes in through Egypt, the Arabs crossing. Uh, and one of the reasons that's important is because the Israelis will do inspections and they typically find um, illicit items, including you know, quadcopter drones and other things. But also they're concerned about um, how much cement, uh, how many steel pipes, um, and try to get a sense of, you know, so how much cement is needed to rebuild after Hamas starts a rocket war in 2021 or something like that? Um, and where is that cement being used and trying to follow? Look at how many buildings have been built, about how much cement is that? It gives you a sense of how much cement is being siphoned off for other things. And it's not just cement, it's steel pipes and, and things like that that Hamas needs for its domestic rocket production capability. Dr. Matthew Levitt there. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So as aid agencies make repeated calls for more supplies to be allowed into Gaza, what are Israel's legal responsibilities and is the IDF obeying the rules of law? With Hamas accused of using the Palestinian population as human shields, is enough being done to minimise civilian casualties? 
Barrister Natasha Hausdorf is an expert in international law. She says Israel has a legal responsibility to combat terror. Israel's responsibilities, just like any democratic elected government, uh, is to keep its citizens safe. As a state, it has to put its citizens' uh, safety uh, as its ultimate priority. But Israel also has obligations under international law, as every state does, uh, including under Security Council Resolution 1373 to combat terror organizations, uh, including to prevent their direct and indirect funding, uh, and a responsibility under the uh, Convention Against Genocide to make sure that never again means never again. And when one takes into consideration Israel's responsibilities to its citizenry uh, to ensure that a genocide is, is punished uh, and prevented, uh, and also as a bulwark for the rest of the world, uh, then Israel's responsibilities to eradicate Hamas and ensure that something like this uh, does not happen again is, is um, uh, multifaceted. Um, and the reason that I say Israel is the bulwark against uh, ISIS-like terror that has erupted here uh, is because they make it clear, although their primary aim uh, is the genocide of the Jews, uh, it is Western liberal democratic values uh, that are at stake here. Uh, and those don't just reside in Israel, but they reside in uh, freedom-loving democracies. What is the legal obligation on Israel in terms of providing aid to an enclave that is controlled by a terror group? Um, the basic answer is that Israel has no legal obligation. Uh, there is no legal obligation to provide a, a terror organization that is seeking your destruction uh, with any supplies, um, although Israel has, uh, without obligation, provided about 50% of electricity uh, to of their electricity to Gaza, um, estimates between 5 and 12% of the water to Gaza, um, until, of course, uh, this uh, war began. The only responsibility that Israel has under international law, uh, under uh, Article 23 of the Fourth Geneva Convention, is to facilitate the uh, passage of supplies by third parties if, and there is this qualification, if uh, these supplies are not going to be diverted to the enemy terrorist group. And the difficulty here, of course, is anyone who has uh, watched uh, the situation in Gaza over the last 16 years is that Hamas controls Gaza. They are the men with guns. And uh, there is evidence after evidence of Hamas diverting uh, these supplies for its own uses. Uh, and in particular, uh, concern, I would say at the moment, that the supplies that are being allowed in and, and, and the, the recent update uh, from the Prime Minister of Israel is that uh, supplies will be allowed in to the south of Gaza um, on, a, on a continual basis. The real concern is what might be being smuggled in with these supplies because Hamas has infiltrated uh, humanitarian organizations and NGOs in the Gaza Strip and it is well known that they smuggle in terror resources uh, to continue their fight against Israeli civilians uh, through these mechanisms. But from an international law perspective, Israel is going over and above its responsibilities and its ob obligations in international law at the moment. It is beyond the call of duty. It goes further than any other um, modern military. Uh, or, in fact, uh, if one takes um, the 
analysis of leading experts like Colonel Richard Kemp. Um, I believe he called Israel the most moral army in the history of warfare to the UN Human Rights Council. Uh, and the reason that that analysis uh, stands true is because the IDF takes unprecedented measures to warn civilians, and we have seen this in the context of every operation uh, in Gaza in 2008, in 2014, uh, also um, with respect to uh, its combating uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad in 2021. And the measures that Israel takes includes warnings to individual householders, uh, phone calls, text messages, um, telling civilians, and of course, the Hamas terrorists giving them the same warning. Uh, so the impact on the effectiveness of their ability to strike against these terrorists is un undeniably compromised, but they do it to try and minimize civilian collateral damage as much as possible. In addition to those warnings, uh, the precision strikes that Israel adopts are to satisfy the principle under international law of proportionality and reduce the amount of civilian deaths uh, as much as they are possibly able. You may also have heard of the uh, technique, which has been dubbed knock on roof. This involves the idea of firing a warning shot at any building as a final warning for any civilians that have failed to heed the previous warnings that a strike is imminent. And it is because of these measures uh, and, of course, we have to consider the other side of this equation is that Hamas uses civilians as human shields and cynically exploits international public opinion by creating as many civilian deaths in Gaza as possible. Uh, that despite um, all of these efforts by the IDF, uh, there are two things that have resulted. One is undeniably casualties uh, in the Gaza Strip. Uh, and the other is that um, over the last 16 years, Hamas have been able to continue to build up uh, their terror resources. I would issue one final word of warning, if I may, um, a, a word of caution, which is that the casualty figures coming out of the Gaza Strip are part of uh, the Hamas propaganda machine. The figures released by the Palestinian Ministry of Health are controlled by Hamas and they make no distinction between combatants and civilians. And it is truly troubling that we are seeing uh, international media repeating those figures as they repeat uh, other uh, Hamas propaganda, including blaming Israel for strikes against civilians, which has subsequently been proved were in fact Palestinian terrorist groups. Uh, so the fact that we are having this amount of misinformation being readily repeated uh, in media around the world is distorting uh, the, the facts and the truth of this situation and then undeniably impacting public opinion significantly. Barrister Natasha Hausdorf. Well, should Israel's Operation Swords mission be a success? And as the world waits to see if the war brings in other nations, many are asking what happens after Hamas. Both Israel and the US have accused Iran of being the power behind both Hamas in Gaza and Hezbollah in Lebanon. Before October the 7th, Israel's biggest concern was arguably Tehran's bid to develop its nuclear weapons program. And Israeli government spokesperson Elon Levy says his country is still determined to stop that happening. Iran is the mastermind behind this global terror network that takes in Hamas in the Gaza Strip, Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Houthis in Yemen, 
and the leaders of Iran have been very clear that their policy is to destroy the state of Israel, to murder everyone who lives here. Khamenei, the supreme leader, has been tweeting about it quite openly throughout the duration of the war. And Iran is progressing towards trying to get nuclear weapons. And Israel has been absolutely clear. There is no way that we are going to let a country that is threatening us with mass murder acquire the weapons to do that. And we're going to continue trying to stop Iran's efforts to acquire nuclear weapons. And we're going to continue trying to block Iran wherever it is in the Middle East. Because we're trying to build an alliance of countries in the Middle East for normalization and peace and prosperity and development. And Iran, meanwhile, is extending its tentacles of terror around the Middle East in order to sow chaos and to sow destruction. And I hope that the day after this war, the day after Israel wins, when the nations of the Middle East realize what atrocities Hamas's allies perpetrated on October 7th, that we're going to create more space for the moderate and reasonable nations to come together to stand up to this terrorism, to stand up to this brutality, and work to create a better, safer, more secure and prosperous Middle East for everyone here. Israeli government spokesperson Elon Levy. That brings an end to episode three of Israel's War on Terror. Please let us know in the comments if there are subjects you'd like us to cover in the podcast or if you have any questions and we'll do our best to examine them in later episodes. Thanks for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.